Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, this is it, right? I'm going to... Should, should I lose my ass this time? Right, because that, that was annoyingly reminiscent of last season absolutely annoyingly reminiscent of last season right we've been we've been told Ange Postacoglu swashbuckling isn't gonna compromise his principles because he's got a few injuries what was that second half what was that what was that Ange come on mate like that was that was murderable all over and I think we do have to appreciate the fact there's a lot of very very key injuries and it is definitely Definitely a point to be made that we start playing like that again when <laughs> the team itself, the starting eleven, is more reminiscent of one from last season. But dear God, dear God, that second half was trash. Like that was absolutely awful. Um, I don't think Wolves deserved it. I don't. I think when the, when it went to one all draw, I thought fair enough. I don't think they were good value for the win. If I'm being honest with you, I don't think they deserved it. Um, I think it's another game, and I hate to get tinfoil about this. I really do. But it's another game post-Liverpool where, and Chelsea's another example of that the other day, where we've been kicked all over the park and we've got nothing. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not blaming the referee for this. I'm not saying that this is somebody else's fault. I do just think that's a factor. I think that, our players weren't protected today. I think there were plenty of examples um, of our players getting just kicked all over the place. Um, what's his name? That is it Dawson, isn't it? That I think he's in our West Ham shit house, isn't he? He was kicking a lumps out of us all game. Um, it's very frustrating, really frustrating. But I think the thing that is most frustrating is the manner in which that that played out. That second half, I mean, I, I like. I didn't think it was inevitable. I was surprised that they beat us. Like I said, I, I am repeating myself, but I think they were good value for the draw. I don't think they were good value for the win. I do feel quite bitter about that. I do feel quite salty about it. Spurs Simpsons here in the comment has already pointed out Sonny was stamped on. He was. Sonny was stamped on. That was completely just kind of a, a let off. I think Sonny got slapped across the face as well. Kind of pushed down by the face. Wasn't even a foul. Um, there were plenty of times. Hill got like completely, you know, whatever it is, um, spear tackled almost by one of them um, towards the, towards the end of the game. It was just I don't know. It was it was a really frustrating game. Wolves in that first half to me, Wolves looked absolutely rattled. Like I thought Wolves. I was saying to my mate Kyle. I've had him on before, Hotspur Memories on Rule the Roost. I was saying to him, I, I kind of, I can see Wolves getting a red card out of the blue here because their heads look, they, they look like their heads are gone. They look all over the place. Um, they looked completely rattled by our early goal. Um, they weren't really kind of, they, the way they were, whatever they were trying to do wasn't really working for them. They were sort of knocking the ball about, getting frustrated with us, getting frustrated with themselves more than anything. And I was sort of like, I think one of them might get sent off here, but nothing. They didn't get anything. We shrunk in that second half, completely shrunk. No bravery there, nothing. 
And I can't, I cannot imagine. I mean, I know I sort of started this by having a little dig at him. I cannot imagine Ange telling these lads to sit back. It doesn't, it does not seem to be in his DNA at all whatsoever. Um, one thing I will criticise him for, made subs way too late. The subs came way too late in the game. You could see we're on about the 55th minute. I could, wait, let me try. I don't know when the first sub actually came. I'm not sure when it did, but it was Bentancur, wasn't it? I want to say maybe around the 60th minute. But you could see Wolves from the, from the offset of the second half. Wolves were all over us, all over us in that second half. And I was I was so surprised because Andrew's been, to this point, he's been really good, um, really nicely kind of reactive to to the game. And I, I don't buy the whole kind of, I've never, do you know, I've never bought people saying managers shouldn't be reactive. Managers should, bollocks, man. Sometimes you can see when a change needs to be made, right? And it needed to come earlier in that second half, and it didn't, you know? And, and that that's one thing I will criticise him for. I'll criticise most of the team, most of the squad, for the fact that there was just zero bravery there. The fight that we've seen all the way up until this point this season, people running for each other, all the players making space for one another, providing options for one another, that just seemed to disappear. It really completely seemed to disappear. Um, it really... Uh, I don't know. It was horrible. It was horrible that second half. I know I do the players individually, but I think, you know, we can sort of bleed into them. I think for me, again, this is another example, whatever, if you think I'm scapegoating him or whatever, I think this is another example of why we cannot start Pierre-Emil Hoybier in games. We cannot start him in games. He's great and he's done a fantastic job this season when he's been called upon. He's been great when we've been under the cosh, when we've needed to see a game out. When we've been, when we've had pressure put upon us, Hoybier is great to chuck into there to use his energy, to use his uh, just his kind of his his attributes of being able to just run around and get stuck in, right? But when we're trying to take con- when we're trying to control a game, like proactively, offensively, build, you know, he just he's so sloppy, he's so negligent with so much of his passing and so much of what he does. Towards, I mean, prime example. There, there were plenty of examples of this throughout the game. I felt, but right at the end, right at the end, when we got the free kick in our in our own half, he just kicked the ball straight to the Wolves players. He just doesn't think. He's just so negligent so much of the time. And it doesn't surprise me that this is a game that we failed. To, we struggled to get a foothold in, and he's starting for us because it always tends to be the way with him. I know I've been a big, massive, massive fan of Yves Basuma this year. I've been a huge, you know, advocate of his, saying he's one of our most important players up there alongside James Madison. He hasn't been the same player since that suspension. He hasn't at all. I thought he was pretty non-existent today for most of the game. Really disappointing game from him. Um, Saar, who tends to get most of the stick from people. Oh, right, well, let's drop him out. Let's bring Benton Curry in. I thought Saar was the best of the three of them. Again, today, I think Star's a good player. Like I, I really think he is, and I think he did his job as well as he could. I think he was industrious. I think he ran around. I think he tried to get kind of moves going from our own half, try and progress the ball up the pitch. I think I think he was good and he's the youngest out of them, the least experienced and it felt like he was the the one that was most in control of the situation. But real disappointing from Hoybier and Basuma, Hoybier in particular. And it feels harsh because I think that's just what he is. I think that's just what type of player Hoybier is. I think he's 
a disruptive element that can help you to shut a game out because he can break up the opposition's play. But if you want to be in command of a game, if you want to be in control of a game, if you want to put two, three past your opposition, you cannot start Pierre-Emil Hoybier. You just can't. You just can't. We've seen this so many times now. So many times over the past couple of years, we've seen Hoybier just do this time and time again. And maybe, maybe I am just being like, too harsh on him but I'm just I I really am like tired of seeing how wasteful he is how negligent he is how sloppy he is the lack of focus he puts into a game and it really just undermines so much of what we do everything we did today was just so whiffy apart from that one move the one move we got three minutes in after we score threaded together a beautiful move brilliant goal wonderful goal like absolutely lovely. Well, that was a bit accident. <laughs> that was a bit Donald Trump, that, wasn't it? Um, great goal. Wonderful goal. Lovely goal. Um, but after that, nothing. Second shot on target of the game was Lo Celso right at the very end. I mean, that tells you something, doesn't it? Tells you like our, our kind of shocking lack of control over the game. And it... it you know, it's really, really, really depressing. Really depressing um, to see us back there. But, you know, it, 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 it is what it is. We, we've we gone into this game. We are, we know kind of the opposite. We know what situation we're in at the moment, right? Um, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? It's tough, right? Half our team's missing. Most of our defenders are out. It pisses me off even more when I think about um, Christian Romero, supposed to be one of our vice captains, getting a stupid red card last week, and it's left us in this position. You know, would it would have been it would have been tough enough to see us start this game losing Mickey Van der Ven alone, right? Starting this game with Dyron Romero at the back, still with a doggy there, we would be like, mm, how's this going to work? But the fact we've had to completely redo our backline, and I am more lenient with a doggy. A doggy's. 20 years old. It's his first season in the Premier League. Yeah, they were rash tackles. He should have been sent off for the first tackle last week that he only got a yellow for. And then he made up for it in the second half, getting sent off. But it was a big, high-pressure game. He's a young player. First season in the Premier League. I can let him off. Christian Romero, man. The World Cup winner. Vice-captain now. He's supposed to have grown up. He's supposed to have stepped up a bit this game. But he hasn't done, has he? You know, he's, he's let us down. And we've seen that happen today. We've seen what comes from that. In saying that, in saying that, to be truthful, I actually thought the defence were all right. I'm seeing that Eric Dyer's starting to get some pelters now. I don't agree with it. Ben Davis was great today, and I thought Dyer was largely brilliant. Um, I thought the two of them actually had a had a good game. You know, fine. You know, fine enough. Wolves' first goal was an exceptional goal. It was a brilliant goal. Uh, I, I can't I can't blame our defence. Can't blame anyone for that goal. It was just, it was a brilliant goal. It really, really was. Brilliant pass, brilliant touch, brilliant finish. Well done to them, hats off. Second goal, to be honest, I wasn't really paying too much. To, I just saw the ball hit the net and, you know, fuck's sake. And you're throwing your hands up and, you you know, you don't really want to watch the rest of it. You're just kind of frustrated and annoyed and you're not really watching it through an analytical kind of uh, mind at that point, are you? Um but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's really annoying. It's it's really... <laughs> Seamus Hart in the comments has said, what happened to Ange Ball? It was big Ange Posta Conte for 88 minutes. And yeah, like I was saying at the top, Seamus, I, I agree with you there, mate, because 
it, it was reminiscent of last year. It was disappointing. And whether I like, I'm going to extend Ange the benefit of the doubt. I doubt it was Ange telling us to play that way. I really doubt it. I think it's more on the personnel, the personnel who we've got in there again, Hoybier, Davis, Dyer, who I know I've just defended the latter of those two for, for the past however long. Emerson Royale starting again. These are players that have really in truth, I don't want to say let us down, but we've seen what's happened with these players time and time and time again. The reason why we've been doing so well this year is because we've had this new energetic core, these brilliant players. We have Mickey van der Ven is absolutely sensational. Destiny Doggy, absolutely sensational. Like these players are brilliant. Um, James Madison, how can I forget? James Madison, an absolutely exceptional footballer. And that's three of them. Three of three of our best players this season are now out, and we're kind of back to seeing how this how this plays out, right? Um, it's I don't know. It's disappointing. Lacelso and Hill came on pretty late into the game. Like I say, I've already moaned about Angie's sort of substitutions, how late they came into the game. I'm gonna say I was looking forward to seeing both of them playing under Ange. I thought they were both pretty disappointing. I've I've pretty much died on the hill of def- not defending Brian Hill. I think it's he's fairly marmite. It's pretty fifty fifty. I don't think there's a minority of people that rate Brian Hill and a majority that don't. I, I from what when you look at kind of Spurs conversations on it, people seem to rate Hill fifty fifty, whether you like him or not. Um, I, I, what I will say is I think for the first time today, I saw maybe his lack of physicality being an issue. It did seem like he got knocked about, but maybe that's confirmation bias. Maybe that's just because I've been rallying against that because I thought that's nonsense. Now I'm looking for it. Now I'm like, ooh, maybe he does. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any data to 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 back that up, then anyone happily sort of chuck that at me because it'll be it'll be interesting. Um Lo Celso it was a bit disappointing, but I, I think he was he was largely he was better than Brian Hill. Um, and you know, he had that shot and I think at least that kind of drive he has in the center of the park, I think is better. Look, put it this way. I would, I would, if I was given the option, do I want to see Hoybier start again? No, I don't want to see Basuma and Saar start again, have Lacelso playing in front of them. Do it that way. Like I, I just, I'm not really sure what we were doing otherwise. It just wasn't, it wasn't really working for me. Um, Michael Anderson in the comments says Hill is absolute garbage hasn't had a single good game for us. I, I wouldn't go as far as you. I don't think Michael. I don't. I don't think he's absolutely garbage. I, I do think there's a player there, and I've said this sort of time and time again on here. I, I do find him sort of quite exciting. I don't think he was very good today, but you know, Wolves were Wolves were into us. Um, we weren't in control of the game. We weren't creating many good opportunities for anybody. And I, yeah, I get it. He's probably supposed to be someone that comes on, disrupts play, makes opportunities for us. But it was a it was a tough circumstance for him to come into. Am I making excuses for him? Yes, potentially. Maybe my bias leans towards wanting to give Hill a chance because I quite like him as a player. But I do still say openly, I think he was disappointing today. I do think he was disappointing. Um, I would have liked to have seen more from him. And you know, the, the thing is, right, before we did bring on Hill and the Celso, I was kind of thinking... You know what? I quite like to see Donnelly come on. I would like to see Donnelly come on. He's a big lad. He's a big unit. I know he's young, and I know it's kind of it's, it's a tricky one to chuck such a young player into 
a big high pressure game like this. You really you want to bring him on if we're two three nil up and we're kind of cruising. You want to let him strut his stuff a bit, right? You don't really want these players to have to sort of suffer this baptism of fire. But some people will argue that you know whatever it is, the the the, the greatest people are born of adversity and all that type of thing, which is, you know, a slightly kind of, I think it's a bit of a dodgy <laughs> conservative kind of mindset. I'm not sure I entirely agree with it, but I don't, I don't, maybe I don't entirely disagree with it. Who knows? Because we've seen this happen with football. We've seen it happen for our very eyes with Harry Kane, right? Coming in at one of Tottenham's lowest kind of ebbs and being our saviour for many, many, many years. So I just kind of felt like I would have liked to have seen Donnelly come out today because there were so many of our players it felt like they were playing within themselves and this is this is the thing that's disheartening about that is that this is the opportunity the the the, the rhetoric all week from Ange from all season really from him is if I give you the opportunity to prove yourself do it grab onto that snatch it with both hands show me show me what you're worth show me what you're made of and I think so many of those players played within themselves today I think so many of them were just worried they were disappointing Basuma like I say Basuma is a player I've I've loved right I, I, I still do I think he's brilliant I think he's fantastic but I think for so much of today he was playing within himself and uh, it's just it is annoying it is annoying look Wolves are beating us they've won 2-1 so me saying I don't think they were good value for a win really is pretty redundant like it doesn't change the final scoreline does it it leads to one of those memes where it says podcaster you know when someone scribbles out the scoreline and writes in podcaster doesn't think we were good for it and turns the score back to 1-1 that's sort of what it is today but I, I just I don't I don't feel that Wolves were good value for it that is disappointing. It is really frustrating. It's really frustrating. It was annoying enough to go to 1-1, but in my sort of heart of hearts, it was one of those where I was like, we kind of had that coming. I can kind of I can kind of reconcile that because we played so poorly in this second half. Um, and it would have felt like we snatched a win had we gone on to win that. But to go and lose it now is, uh, I am salty about it. I am really, really salty about it. Um, Tony Stark says, to be honest, we know what it's going to be until January. Um, Long term, we're going to be fine, but it's still annoying because we've seen where it was going. And I agree. I think that that is the annoying thing. And ultimately, that's football, right? That is what happens. Players get injured. Um, it's, It's life. It's life. You know, there's a book about it. Mice and Men, right? We've, we, most of us have all studied that at school, right? You know, the best laid plans and all that. And that's what it is with football. Um, it's funny, it sounds like, I don't know if anyone's watched, if anyone's not watched The Killer yet, um, the new Fincher film, it's on Netflix, Michael Fassbender in it. It's really good, really brilliant in my opinion. But he um, he often, because he's sort of trying to come across as an intellectual all the time, <laughs> he keeps trying to like use all these quotes and things that he's remembered from various different places. And he will sort of say, oh, I can't remember where I heard that from. Um, because I think like I should save this for the film pod I do with Ben Haynes bring your own blockbuster but my my point is it's just kind of it's, it's what I do on here a lot isn't it I'm always like oh I heard this really profound thing that some bloke at some point in time said and here's my hackneyed version of it 
But it was all a bit mice and men from Tottenham today. It was all a bit of mice and men. And it like like to Stone to Tony Stark's point, um, it's going to feel like that for a while now. It's going to feel very what if. What if Madison hadn't got injured? What if Mickey van der Ven hadn't got injured? You know, what if Romero could control his temper as our vice captain, as one of the senior members of our team, as a World Cup winner? What if he could just learn to rise above getting kicked a few times and be there for his team when they need it? And I love Romero. I do love him. But come on, man. Come on, because it's you know we can we can say all this. Let him off. It's the fire in him that makes him the player that he is. But, but it does beg the question: Is that reliable? Because this is what happens out the back of it. Great, he can he can play brilliantly and save us losing in a couple of games. But how can we rely on that? How can we rely on that if this is what he's doing to us? And I hate to use them as an example them down the road. But you've got a player like William Saliba, who, and I think I think William Saliba and Christian Romero are of a comparable quality. I know some people will say Saliba's miles ahead of him, miles ahead of him. Where I will say William Saliba is miles ahead of him is he's, he's, he's more calm and collected. He's more composed. He can focus on the game. He doesn't get lost into these silly sort of petty side squabbles and things like that. The less said about his strange Instagram lives that he that he's done in the past, maybe the better. But still, on the football pitch, um, William Saliba can kind of keep it together, and that's that's what Christian Romero's done so far this season. But the first high-pressured game, he's let the side down, and you know it's it leads to days like today. And it's not all on him. It's not all on him, but. He is a large part of it. He's a huge part of it. He's our vice captain. He's supposed to be one of the leading voices in this squad, in this team, on the pitch. He's one of our best players. And instead, he's gotten, let's be honest, on another day, two red cards in that last game. The kick out at Colwell, was it? I think it was at Colwell. He kicked out, could have been a red card. If they wanted to be harsh, and it wouldn't have even been that harsh. They wanted to make more of a point. They could have given him a red card for that. And the second one, yep, again, I think that's a bit of a product of VAR. It's a bit of a let's slow this down frame by frame by frame and then we can see it's a red card. Nobody protested it at the time or anything. However, it was still, and we can be honest about this, it was still a rash challenge. It was still a rash challenge. So, I don't know. Whatever. Let it go. He'll be out for a couple of other games now. Um, is a dog? Is a dog out for two two games? Is it for a yellow? Two yellows, two games, two yellows. I don't know. Um, Spurs Simpsons wants to know what mice plans go wrong. I don't know. Getting barley from the. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of anything on that. Um, Mickey Bobbin says that's a horrible loss. We needed a draw minimum. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it depends what you're after, Mickey, mate. Um, I mean, if you're still sort of hoping that we're going to be in with a shot of winning the league, I think like I was saying in the preview pod, I, I do feel like that ship has sailed. I feel like that ship has sailed with Van der Ven and Madison's injuries more than anything. Um, I don't think with our limited squad depth, I don't think you can lose two players of their quality who are as integral to our team as those two are and still really kind of hope for winning the league. It was a stretch anyway, as it was. 
Um, I do think our sort of sights now really should be firmly set on finishing in the top five. That's still going to be a tall order. It's still going to be a big ask. Um, and, you know, it's annoying. It's annoying. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't really get it. I don't really get it. Um, I don't really get what we do from here for the next few games because you can just as easily see Villa's a tough game, right? I mean, let me, I'm just going to pull up our fixes here. I know we've got Villa next. Um, and then we've got the international break, don't we? Um, let's have a look at our games, matches. So, yeah, we got, oh, Christ. Right, so, yeah, we got we got Villa and then we got City away after the international break. West Ham, which is never fun. New, West Ham at home, to be fair. And then Newcastle at home. Um before it kind of you yeah, know before fix just kind of calmed down so that's four four games coming up now um going into that busy december period i mean man city on the third west ham on the seventh newcastle on the 10th back to back to back three pretty tough games i mean very tough games let's be honest with the squad in the kind of way that it is at the moment it's concerning it is concerning However, however, look, re- please bear in mind, I'm recording this off of the back of that game, off of the back of a really disappointing performance, really disappointing result. I'm sure the team can rally a bit. I'm sure we can get a grip on this. I'm sure some of these players can get a bit more used to Andrew's system. I'm sure Andrew will continue to tinker. He will continue to see which players work best in which positions. Um, as, and I think it's right to say... Um, there's been a lot of talk about Bentenko being rushed back. The type of ACL that he's he's suffered is is serious, right? And if you rush players back from that, he's already back ahead of schedule. It's, there's a very high um, reoccurrence rate. I was reading some physio-y sporting injuries guy on Twitter was talking about it. Um, apparently, there's a very high reoccurrence rate with the type of injury that he had. So we do have to be careful with that. However... I would be shocked if he doesn't come on um, sooner, at least in games like that. But I, do, I mean, I think what I would say is it was hard going into this. Game. Let's let's take it back. We'll take it back to the very start, right? The biggest thing about this game, from speaking to a lot of other Spurs fans about this, and just from seeing the general chatter about this, is that it was hard knowing what to expect from this game, and it was hard to know who we should play. Really, like in our heart of hearts, who should go where within this Ange system? Who is going to be best suited to this? My sort of my sort of preferred team on this was having Kulisevsky in the middle at the top, Johnson and Hill either side of him. Um, at the back, I wanted to see Phillips and Dyer, um, and then I was thinking Royale on the left, Poro on the right. But that's all been, you know, that was completely torn up. That's completely kind of I, I, I don't even know really who was the progressive player out of the three. And I'm not sure there was one in particular. I think they kind of played as a like as a middle in the three and they kind of took turns doing these kind of progressive runs because I saw various points throughout the game when Saar seemed a bit more advanced, but then there were moments when Hoybier was making the sort of lung-busting runs and times when Basuma was doing it. But again, back to Basuma, he was a bit kind of all over the place. So I think it is hard to, it was hard going into this to know who should be playing where, when and why. Um... I think going into the next game, I don't really have any immediate knee-jerk takes either than I don't want to see Hoybier starting again. I just don't. 
Um, I would I'd probably like to go back to the way we've been playing so far this season, having Basuma and Saar sat in there and have Lacelso. Let's give Lacelso a go in front of in front of those two, um, and see what we can do. See what we can do in that position. Um, because today it didn't work. We didn't create enough. We didn't provide enough opportunities for Sonny to do what we know he can do. And I think Sonny was disappointing today, but we could barely string two passes together, let alone create any kind of decent, decent kind of opportunities, any assists, any whatever it is. Well, I don't know what it is. Big it's chances created, isn't it? I don't know. Big chances, whatever the stat is now. Um... So that was disappointing and it was hard to really know where we go from that. Um, but uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe I should do the players. I think I should I think I think should go into the players um, because I'm sort of going around in circles here. Um, let's, let's get this starting lineup up. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, let's have a look. Da, da, da. Right, so we got the starting line up here. Um, right, Vicario, great. I think he was great with everything that he, you know, was given today. Um, I don't think there was much he did wrong. Um, I think he did the best he can do. I mean, that's. I don't think there's much to say about Vicario as of today. Right. Um. Pedro Porro, I think, was great. I think he was fantastic for most of the game. Um, put in a real shift up and down the pitch. Um, yeah, fantastic. Um, I think he assisted the goal as well. So nice bonus points for that. But good, good performance from him. Um, he's going to be crucial. He's going to be crucial in the, in the sort of coming weeks. Eric Dyer. Um, I again, he's he's an easy target for this type of thing. People are always going to enjoy, not enjoy, but I don't want to make it like into some sort of sinister thing, but people are always going to dig out Eric Dyer because that's just kind of how it happens. You can tell that the official account, that the Spurs account are trying their best to <clears throat> put in a bit of like pro Dyer vibes. Do you know what I mean? Because you could see there were, there were tweets all throughout um, the game sort of praising him. He's obviously a bit sad. You know, they captured him saying like, oh, you don't need to bother filming me, lads. Nobody wants to see me or whatever it was he said when he, you know, came into the came into the, the ground on that social video. Um, but I think for the most part, he was actually all right today. I think he, I think there were a couple of little, was it in the first half? I think he had one little lapse where he looked a little bit dodgy. Um, but I think for the most part, Dyer was pretty good, you know? 
Um, so long may that continue. He isn't, look, look, the thing is, he's not well suited to this system. He doesn't have the the same kind of physical attributes as Romero. Definitely not the same as Van de Ven. But the two of those, are they're both, you know, very, very physical, very quick, very strong. Dyer is strong, but he's not quick. You know, he's not that agile either. Um, if I do still think, I was, I was saying this the other week, I think he like, he bulked up, like he got really like tonk not long ago, like last season, everything, like he was lifting a lot and something like that, building up a lot of muscle mass. Now he looks, he looks a lot more svelte. He looks like he's a lot leaner. Um, looks like, I don't know, maybe he knows the way, you know, he's, he's, he's got to adapt to, to, to play in this system or I, I don't know who knows who knows I, I, I don't know I'm, I'm not going to second guess it but just t- to me he looks more svelte he looks leaner um, and I thought he was I thought he was decent today I thought he was all right um, Ben Davis was very good I thought I thought Davis was very very good um, he actually played more aggressively than he normally does he <clears throat> was just all round pretty solid um, he's you know we know, we know, we know, we know what it is with Ben Davis, right? We know exactly the way in which he operates. He is gentle Ben, you know. He he's steady Eddie. He gets the job done, um, and I I still I I I think he rarely messes up, right? Um, he's just not as. He's not as helpful. He's not as helpful to us going forwards as we've seen with someone like Van der Ven or with someone like Romero. I think also equally with somebody like Ben Davis, we can't play as expansively. We can't play as carefree a fashion because he doesn't have that physicality to track back like someone like Van der Ven does. Well, we've been spoilt with that. We've been absolutely spoilt with that. And it's just gutting to have that ripped out of our team. You know, it is, uh, it's annoying. Um, but Ben Davis still is solid he's solid he's dependable and I think he was today it was interesting to see him start in the in the sort of centre-back role well play in the centre-back role I don't think he moved from there all game um because he's not very good in the air he's he's pretty small um but you know good performance from him today um you know great well then um Emerson Royale decent you know, I thought he was decent. I thought he battled well. There was one moment in, I think it was here, I think it was still the, it was quite early on in the second half or maybe late on in the first half. I can't really remember. But there was a point when he kept getting control of the ball, losing control, winning it back, kept fighting, getting up, getting to his feet, getting the ball, nicking it off of whoever nicked it from him and eventually came away with a ball and passed it out to Saar, I want to say. And that's what I really love about Emerson Royale. I love his commitment. I love his endeavour. Um, he's far from perfect, right? He's not, let's be honest, he's just, he's not that good, right? We've seen a doggy come in and, you know, we've had years of saying, oh, maybe Sessegnon will be all right. Maybe, maybe Doherty will be all right. Maybe Oria will be all right. And then we've had someone like a doggy come in and just, smash it to pieces right and showing you the level that one of those players needs to be at Emerson Royale is not that but kind of like Ben Davis I think he's pretty actually I don't think he's like Ben Davis because I think he he has 
messed up a few times previously. Um, but I do still think Emerson is solid enough. And I like his commitment. I like his endeavour. He's definitely one of those players that Andrew's spoken about before when he says, you know, we need players who are going to sit on the bench, happily sit on the bench and come onto the pitch and give it their all, right? And I do think that's what Emerson Royale is. But, you know, we're somewhat hamstrung having a player like him there because we can't play as expansively, right? We just can't. Um, Pierre Mahoybier, look, I've ranted and raved about him for quite some time today already, haven't I? But look, when he's been called upon this year, when he's been called to come into the game and see out the points, see out a draw, stop us from conceding more, he's done a good job of that. He's been dependable against Chelsea, like very lion-hearted, very, you know, very good. But starting games, I just don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. And that's all I can say on him. I've I've, I've kind of gone on at length about him. Um, Eve Basuma, very disappointing today for him. For a player of his ability, very disappointing. Another one to add to the suspended list. Um, actually, uh, that's one thing I've forgotten when I've been going on about wanting to see him start the next game. So I dare say it will be Saar and Hoybier and maybe Lacelso. So we'll see part of what I wanted. Um, but yeah, disappointing today. Maybe now he's got the suspension. He doesn't have the kind of yellow card thing hanging over him. He'll be able to play with a bit more freedom because it does feel like since that Luton game, since the suspension, we've seen a totally different player. We've seen one of our best players this season, one of our most important players, kind of, shrink back into himself a bit and that's a shame that is a shame Pape Matassar as I I was saying earlier on I think out of the three of them considering he's the youngest the least experienced I think he was the best of the three of them today Um, I think Saar he puts in a real shift he always looks to provide an option for those around him and he spots the way in which his, his teammates are moving he looks to play probing balls. He looks to break the lines, all that type of thing, right? He's he's a good player and he's he's a young player. He's learning on the job, right? And this is it. He's not the finished product yet. He's not the finished article. He's learning on the job, but he's doing a damn good job of it. I think he's a fantastic player and long may it continue. Um, I, I think he was the best of our midfielders today and he deserves to stay in the team. He really does. Uh, I, I don't I just don't buy the the sort of idea that he just gets dropped out immediately and you know we should bring bad in. I think Sars great I think he's a wonderful player um a brilliant asset for us Decky Dejan Kulisevsky. um look I'm I'm going to be honest I I was a bit disappointed with Decky today um Feels harsh, feels harsh, but I, I, I like I love the guy and I loved what he's done for us this uh this season. Um I think he has been largely great. I think at times he has played with a bit too much hesitancy. I've flagged that before. Times when you sort of want to see him shoot. I don't really know where that killer instinct's gone from the from the decky that we had in that first season. That when we signed him in January, we had this, you know tenacious young winger that was taking people on 
beating people, playing probing passes, having shots from all over the place, really keen to impress himself on matches. He sort of seems to have like shrunk back into this kind of functional role. Maybe that's what the managers are getting him to do. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I think still what's on him is there are still some moments in games, some little like minor moments when you think he could have had a shot there and he just doesn't do it. Um, he kind of plays within himself a bit. And yeah, you know, that's... That's disappointing. I, I, I think he. I don't think he showered himself in glory today. I don't. I don't. I don't think he was. I don't think he was very good. Um, in the in the comments here, Decky hits every cross dash shot flat, and it infuriates me. Yeah, he he maybe does. His his technique sometimes does feel a little rushed, a little snatched. Um, and it does. Yeah, it just feels like his confidence has left him a bit. Because like I say. When we got him in that January, he was cocksure. He was brilliant. Think about that Man City away game, which was one of our, I think, honestly, and I know it was under Antonio Conte, but it was one of the finest performances I've ever seen from Spurs. Harry Kane, absolutely blind in that day. But so was Dejan Kulisevsky. I believe that was his first Spurs goal as well, wasn't it? I think Kane played him through and he scored his first goal in that game. And like games like that, he was absolutely astonishingly good. And I was thinking like, oh my God, we have signed this player who is... As good as Foden, as good as Saka. Unbelievable. Um, and that lad at the moment just sort of seems to be in hiding a bit. Um, and he has been good this season. He has been good. He's worked hard, but kind of like I've been saying of Richarlison, I don't think it's I don't think it's as uh, as pronounced as it is with Richarlison. But I do think with Decky at times what we're praising is his toil, his endeavour, his work rate, as opposed to his creativity his tenaciousness his shooting his eye for a ball which we know he has and that just seems to have left him a little bit doesn't it right now um so we know it's there and I don't think it's the end of the world with him but we'll see you know we'll see what happens hopefully hopefully um that hasn't left him entirely and we'll, we'll, we'll It'll come back to him, right? And then we'll be all the happier for it. Unless this is something that the manager's getting him to do. Then we don't know, right? Uh, Brennan Johnson today, I think he, he I think he disappeared into the game, but fantastic for the goal. I mean, brilliant positioning. Great in the lead up to that goal. He was great against Chelsea before he got taken off. He's a real exciting player. Um... I really like him. I really do like him. Um, I like his touch. I like his technique. He's silky. Um, he's very crisp. He's a very sharp footballer. Sort of passes the ball about very crisply, very nicely, traps the ball. His first touch is magnificent. Um, he does prove a problem for opposition players. He's got a nice bit of pace on him. He's good running at players. You know, he's a, he's, he's a, talented, he's a talented little footballer. Um, he did disappear a little bit today. Maybe he's not quite at the experience level yet to really grab a game by the scruff of the neck and impose himself on it like that. I dare say if somebody like Madders was there today, who would have, you know, because you know what Madders is like, he's got such a galvanizing effect on the team. He's such a, you know, he stands up and he's counted. I think he would have really had a say in, in today. Um, 
And it would be nice to see Johnson get to play alongside him more. But that won't be for quite some time now, unfortunately. Um, so there we have that one. Hummin Son. Very quiet day from Sonny today. Very quiet day. Um, we love him. He's fantastic. Uh, I don't think it's all entirely on him. Like I say, we weren't really stringing many passes together. We couldn't really get a proper foothold on anything. I blame Hoypier largely for that. Um, but Sonny maybe, maybe could have done a bit more. I don't know. Maybe he could have done. Um, I do think he tried his best with the opportunities he got. There was that one wasn't a right. And when he kind of, when the ball got threaded through to him, maybe it was Bentancur that threaded it through to him and he kind of just rushed it, slapped the shot into the defender. Um, and it would have been nice to see him make more. Oh, maybe he didn't. Maybe I think it would hit it pretty tamely at there. The goalkeeper, what's his name? Isn't it Saar? Yeah, Saar is their goalkeeper. Hit it pretty tamely at him. Um, and that was, you know, that was that was kind of, you know, a bit of a bit of a shame on it. Um Mikey Crummy, just in the comments here, has said two chances created, both by Decky. Fair, fair shout. But I'm not saying, you know, I like I haven't said that Decky is useless or anything like that, you know. I, I I've said I, I I love him. I think he's a great player. I think he's fantastic. We've seen what level he can play at. My only point is I don't think he's playing at the level that we've seen him be able to play at, and that's that's the only shame about this. But he's you know he's absolutely essential for this team, and he's you know, he's one of he's one of our best players still. Um, but yeah, Sonny, much the same as that. You know, Sonny just slightly disappointing today. Um, Brian Hill. As I said at the top, yeah, disappointed not to see more from him. I thought this, you know, this is a sort of opportunity for him to come on and maybe make a, maybe make the difference. I know people say that's not really fair, but it's what he's got to do, isn't it? If he's coming on from the bench like that, he's supposed to be that kind of live wire talent. That's when he has to come in and make the difference. Um, you know, it's not just a retrospective thing. I was thinking at the time I would like to see Donnelly come on. I would have liked to have seen that young player with a point to prove come on. And, you know, he's been tearing up trees in, the what is it, under-21s I think he plays for. Um, so it would have been nice, to I think, to see Donnelly. But I understand also why not, like I was saying at the top, seeing a young player come on in these sort of circumstances. It's a bit of a baptism of fire. But Brian Hill, somewhat disappointing, I thought, today. LaCelso, okay. Okay, I don't think he was fantastic. I don't think he tore up any trees. Had that shot on target, to be fair to him. Um, but he was okay. And yeah, I, I would probably like to see him start in that Madison role. If it's not going to be Kulisewski, and I doubt it is, playing in that sort of central number 10 role, let's give it LaCelso. Let's see what he can do. Let's give it a go. Because um, I think we need to. I think we need somebody more advanced than... You know, I know they're not all... I, th I know Saar is a bit kind of box-to-box. -box. I know Basuma... I, w I wouldn't call Basuma a box-to-box -box midfielder, personally. Um, I still think he's a pretty kind of like... Just a good central midfielder, right? Hoybier leaning more towards the sort of DM, CM sort of style. But they're all still more not as advanced, right? You, you don't expect to see them play in that advanced role. I, I know, I think Hoybier does for Denmark, actually, but, you know, whatever, it's not, you know, we're not Denmark, are we? Um, 
So I think I would like to see La Celso start up there in that number 10 Madison role, play with someone a bit more advanced because I think for that front three to work, we need to have somebody there. We need to have somebody sat there behind them, orchestrating it, being that link between all of them. Um, and that was missing today. That was missing. And James Madison is a truly exceptional footballer and it may just be that we miss him. But um, I think La Celso has to, has to come into that come into that position um Rodrigo Bentancur good strong what you'd expect more of a calming presence good good at progressing the ball good at getting it forwards playing those probing passes um it's what we know of him he's a great fantastic player but let's just take it take it easy as the Eagles said um and give him a bit of chance to get up to speed because we don't want to lose him again um, quite obviously. So, you know, it's gutting. Really, really annoying performance today. Really annoying result. <sighs> you know, I mean, what more can we say than that? It's... <sighs> Let's just hope Arsenal can lose to Burnley at home. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to, are they? But, you know, it is, it's going to be a pretty chastening period I think this for Tottenham it's going to be a rough few weeks um, there's some real big tough fixtures coming up hopefully everyone who's at the ground against Villa going to create a real atmosphere get behind everyone again I dare say they will like we saw in the second half against Chelsea we need to have a fortress we need to have that kind of siege mentality there we need to fight through this period we need to show I think some of these players need to show look it doesn't need to all just go to shit as soon as the first choice players aren't available. Come on, you're better than that. You are better than that. So please just kind of show that, show that. But thus far they haven't done. And it's it's a hard, it's a, it's a bitter pill to swallow. Um, just on a side note, I really don't like Gary O'Neill. I really don't like him. Um, I didn't like seeing him on Sky Sports the other day talking through, and I'm sure they probably asked him how to do it, but talking through how he picked apart the other manager um what's his name Iriola was it the guy that was at Bournemouth I think they, they sacked him can't remember um talking about how he sort of undermined his style of play I thought it was a bit classless he reminds me of that fella the you know the geezer that's Eddie Howe's second in command that always gets into all the photos I just think he seems he's got kind of tosser energy don't like him he irritates me um and he was West Ham as well, so that's that's another thing for it to be annoying. But yeah, annoying performance today. I really don't think Wolves are very good. That that's why it's annoying. I don't think Wolves are good. I don't think they deserve to win. I think they kicked lumps out of us all game. Um Lamina, decent player. I actually thought Lamina's good. He's got a bit of pedigree there, hasn't he? Played at Juventus, I wanna say. Is that where? Was it Juventus or was it Bayern? One of the one of these big clubs that Southampton signed him from um but he he's good I think he'd be I think he'd be very good in an Angeball system but he's a bit old now 30 he's just turned 30 so you know I'm just it's just a random observation but yeah it's a frustrating game today and I guess we just have to take each game as it comes each game is still a cup final that's what they were they were saying wasn't it just a few weeks ago so you know brush ourselves off we go again as people say in sports isn't it because it's um 
<laughs> Somebody said, I'm convinced, is it Hacker here in the comments says, I'm convinced Gary O'Neill is a <laughs> is a Dobby multiverse replicant. Um, he does look a bit like Dobby, doesn't he? Um, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Ian3415 says, thanks for the therapy session. It's quite all right, mate. It's, it's very cathartic for me as well to do these. Um, people do seem to prefer, <laughs> people seem to prefer listening to me when we don't do as well. And that's, you know, that makes me feel a bit like, God, am I some harbinger of doom? But I don't think I am. I feel like I often try to see the positives out of these situations when it is pretty bleak, when it is not great for Spurs, like it has not been under Conte. I'm always sort of trying to get the good things. And yeah, I have a vent, I have a rant about different players and stuff, but you know, don't we always, and that's sort of what football's about. I mean, it's, it's, I get it. It's within reason, right? It's always got to be within reason, the way in which we sort of criticize players when it doesn't fall into abuse. And I think we can all be guilty of that. I'm guilty of the odd rash tweet when you say someone's, you know, bloody shit or something like that. I don't know, you know, of a player and you think, "Mm, you know, it's, don't need to be I mean that's that's the sort of the lighter end of it you know people are openly abusive to players and stuff and I don't in any way condone that but my point is you know we always sometimes lose sight of the fact that we're kind of digging human beings out and stuff but equally I do think sometimes the the discussion shifts a little bit too much the other side when you're criticizing a player for not playing that well and it's legitimate and you're just saying I don't think he did that well today he didn't do x y and z very well well, give him a break. Don't be so negative. That's a human being. Well, at the end of the day, though, it's a human being who's highly paid. And yes, I get it. I'm not condoning abuse. I'm not doing that. But they're highly paid doing a job in the public eye that lots of people talk about, right? Football is it's a game that's one of the most watched. I think it is the most watched game in the world. Everybody watches it. It's the great leveller. Lots of people talk about it. It's just one of those things that happens, right? Like... In any job, you have performance reviews, right? You'll get told by your manager you're not doing your job very well if you're not doing your job very well. And you can be, you know, an office clerk or you can be, you know, whatever, a refuse collector. It doesn't matter. Like, we all have pressures on us, right? We all get criticised in our respective jobs. So we are allowed to criticise footballers. Don't abuse them. Don't need to do that. Um but I've really lost the thread of what I was saying. Yeah, no, just that I, you know, I have a rant. I try not to be negative. I don't think I am. Uh, I generally am a pretty, maybe my sort of Twitter persona doesn't convey that all the time. I'm a pretty optimistic person. Um, generally, I try to see the light in most situations because, you know, whatever. Maybe I'm naive. I'm just, I'm not a nihilist. You know, I'm not, I'm not. So, you know, come at me, come at me, bro. Um, but, Thank you very much for listening. Cheers again. Um, Do appreciate it. One thing I would very much appreciate, and I know I say this every time and it's boring and it's like a broken record, but right, so number one, the Rule the Roost Twitter account is locked and I can't get it unlocked because they won't reply to me, which is, I don't know, it's one of these like, you know, kind of, if you've ever read any Friends Kafka, one of these kind of, you know, Kafka-esque. I think that's the term people say, isn't it? Situations that you just can't escape from in that. I don't know. I'm not even going to bother explaining it. The Rule the Roost account is locked. I now share the podcast from the Trunk Twitter account until I can hopefully get the Rule the Roost one unlocked again. But if you could please, when I tweet them out, share them, retweet them, put them on Reddit, 
put them wherever you you know listen to or talk about football message boards anything like that you can share the pod get it growing a bit that would be massively appreciated it really would also ratings and reviews on any of your platforms if it's on apple if it's on spotify wherever ratings and reviews is good helps it to grow very much appreciated also if you're watching on youtube blah 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 like and subscribe all that type of thing try to do a few more videos throughout the week now and obviously i also do the monthly wipes um that i write you know and stick them out every month (laughs) um the latest one is out Nobody shared it. None of you shared it. Nobody cares, right? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Validate my ego, right? It's my pin tweet on Twitter. Retweet it. Share it. Say, ha, ha, ha. Look at this. Isn't it brilliant, right? Do that, okay? You mean, you don't have to. But it would be it would be appreciated if you did. Um, I also have a Patreon as well now. Patreon.com slash RTRpod where I do previews like this. I do a Thursday pod with Phil where we do all the bulletin the bulletin we do a, a bulletin of all the talking points across the week um, and I've got the Robbie Keane ultras with Jack Gallagher I do want to when I get a bit more time and I know people always say this you're always looking for more time when I get a bit more time I do want to start doing some more you know longer form better kind of pods some more interesting stuff maybe player profiles or whatever i don't know something a bit more than just like chat more documentary style pod type stuff right um but yeah so patreon.com slash rtr pods but yeah thanks share the pods like it shower me in praise much love come on you spurs chin up up the spurs come on 